Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode 99 of The Spin Chagrin. And last week's categories were buddy cop comedy or a movie from 2000 to the present that is either a remake or a sequel. So, Frank, uh, did you go with both, one or the other? And uh, what did you get? I guess depending on your sense of humor, you could say that it's both. Okay. Um, but it's more of a sequel and or remake um, from 2000 on. Okay. So tonight we're going to talk about a movie that I put off watching for about 10 years at this point. Mm. Um, I've come close several times. I think I hit play once and fell asleep and then just never went back to consummate the whole thing. Uh Um, We're going to talk about 2014's RoboCop. Mm. Um, Stars Joel Kinnaman, Gary Oldman, Michael Keaton, Jack Earl Haley, uh, Michael K. Williams, um, Jay... Baruchel, or however you say his name, Samuel mm-hmm. L. Jackson, a bunch of other, um, like B list, uh, movie character actors from the past 10 years that you would immediately recognize. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a remake of the what is the original Robocop 87? I think, yeah, I, I think so. Um, I think you're right. Uh, Paul, Paul Verhoeven, yes, sci fi masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, full disclosure, Robocop, the original, is. One of my favorite childhood movies, and all in all, I would say like a top 20 sci-fi movie for me of all time. Um, I think Robocop still holds up pretty well today in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. um, and we'll kind of talk about that uh, dichotomy here because this movie is some fucking steaming horse shit and <laughs> made me super, super, super annoyed. For its entire like fucking hour and fifty seven minute runtime, oh. for no goddamn reason. Yeah. Have you seen this? I think I keep thinking I saw it because I watched Dread, which I liked. Oh yeah, Dread's a fantastic movie. And then it's like I thought I I think COVID and alcohol like combined and the fatigue and. I, I think I keep thinking I've seen RoboCop and I have not seen RoboCop because I watched Dread and I thought I also watched RoboCop, but I don't think I have. Um, it does so, not sound familiar, this cast list. So You would know it, I think. And as soon as I start describing it, if you've seen it, it it'll probably come crashing down on you. Um, and if you <laughs> haven't, then... And it'll hurt inside. Yeah. Oh my God, it hurts so bad. Do you like RoboCop, the, the original? I have a I have a fondness for RoboCop, and I watched it a lot as a child. Um, but I oddly don't have a lot of this. I have nostalgia, but I it's like a tongue in cheek thing now, where it's like especially after your um, infamous like or famous, depending on your perspective, like RoboCop and song. Uh-huh. Like yeah. I have I have a much harder time of um, taking RoboCop seriously. So it's like I like it a lot but it's like a tongue-in-cheek liking it to some degree because it's so over the top so but i like so let me start by saying that what i love about the original robocop is the fact that it's it's an action movie and it's a like futuristic crime movie Mm -hmm. and it has a lot of really firmly placed tongue-in-cheek humor in it 
like not only in like Verhoeven's like world building, you know, like the I'd buy that for a dollar guy, and right a lot of like um, Robocop's like you know, like the one liners and stuff, and like Clarence Boddicker is you know one of the one of the best villains in my opinion um, mm-hmm. of like that era, you know, just in his like crassness, um, fucking red from the set that seventy show, um. But it's also like a really subtly complex, like meditation on kind of like the Frankenstein myth in a lot of ways, hmm. and hmm. what happens when man, you know, is replaced by a machine, and can you ever take the humanity out of like, can you ever take the soul out of the human? I guess in a lot of ways, and what is the ultimate extent of like corporate greed and. Sure. Like how far can one? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things yeah. in RoboCop that are just good, and it's it's very much like a movie that works on different levels. And I think that most of the really great movies, you know, Die Hard, Lethal Weapon, um, some of the like shit in Indiana Jones, even like stuff like Goonies, like there's always like stuff that makes it interesting if you kind of examine it in an artistic way. And sure. then you've got like the Michael Bay era of filmmaking where nothing can have subtlety and everything is just like punching you in the fucking face all the time. And ultimately showing that no one has any inclination of like what makes anything great from their childhood. Like they're just the stupidest motherfuckers that just have no concept of like, anyway, so this is RoboCop 2014. So, Alex Murphy, you know, same character, um, police officer, detective in 2028's Detroit. Um, he's, you know, just like this fucking terrible movie trope where he's the, the one cop on the force that really has, like, a backbone, and he's the guy that's trying his best to... Um, bring down the corrupt like drug lord that's corrupting his police department in the city and blah 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 yeah so this is like 20 some minutes of movie and his partner is michael k williams um omar from the wire mm-hmm. um in a wasted role um so he gets blown up in oh so the movie opens i forgot about this because like this set piece which ultimately goes nowhere and serves no purpose except to get Samuel L. Jackson to eventually say motherfucker in a movie. What? Um, Samuel L. Jackson is a Fox News-esque television host who is pushing the idea that we need to replace flesh and blood police officers with rope, like drones, basically, is what they call them. Mm-hmm. Um, and these drones um, are used by like the the military overseas to quell insurgencies and whatnot and it's basically the ed-209s from um the original robocop and then these androids like completely artificial creatures that um are basically just like uh like human anthropomorphic like robots with guns and shit okay and so he shows this video in the middle east of these you know this force like quelling this terrorist attack basically um and then rants about how you know the united states is 
behind the times because we should be replacing our police officers with this and the president's a coward and blah, blah, blah. So let me start by saying I don't even quite understand because you would think that 100%, like, wouldn't you want to do that? Like, have, like, a a being of, like, a non-living, non-sentient being who can basically, like, patrol and protect and you wouldn't risk, like, a human life or anything and it wouldn't be up to the bias or perception of, like, you know, the human experience. Like, it would just be, is this person breaking, like, oh, anyway, I don't know. I mean, that's probably far more complex. But, like, it's like... If you can get rid of the bias, opposed, then yes, yeah. You're supposed to be opposed to that somehow? Like, I don't even understand, like, that. Right. Anyway, so that's, like, the first, like, ten fucking minutes of this movie is Samuel L. Jackson in, like, a bad, like, James Brown wig, like, railing against the weakness of the West for not wanting to have robot cops. Mm. Um, so then Alex Murphy gets blowed up and there's um, Gary Oldman plays the scientist who like supports the idea of having these robot cops, but they want to try and soften the blow by instead of having them be like completely cybernetic or completely like androids, like robotic that they want to make them cybernetic. So they salvage um, Murphy's face, lungs, and right hand for some god awful reason. Okay. And they put him in a <clears throat> they put him in put, put him deep inside a coffin or whatever. Um, they put him in a robot suit. Okay. And then his whole head thing or is face. He, what head or face? It's like face up into his forehead. Okay. I mean, it feels like it goes up pretty high. Okay. I don't know, and his brain is up there too. Okay, so brain is included in this. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah, it's 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 most of the head. Just okay. There's like a metal sock around it or whatever. <laughs> um. So he gets taken to China, where they have this laboratory where they're building, um, this robot cop, you know, and they want. So they bring Murphy to life, and Murphy. So here's the first part with this movie. Not the first part, because it's fucked up at this point already. Here's the first part that made me like super angry, though. Murphy immediately knows who he is, that he had a family, that he was a cop. What happened to him? Like right away? Oh, immediately. It's like he wakes up, he's like, oh my God, where am I? And what have you done to me? And where's my wife and child? Like, so the whole sadness of the Robocop character from. Right. The original movie, which is him slowly learning um, the sad, like the horrific fact that he had like this wonderful life that was taken away from him, and now he's you know this monstrosity, right? And learning to like actually regain his humanity from being just like this cut and dried robot. They do the complete opposite of that. <laughs> so they start with him being this like human, and they put him in this thing where he's got to fight these like Jack Earl Haley, who completely miscast in this movie is this robotics, like combat expert who has created these androids and who thinks that the cyborg rope cop is like the stupidest like idea. So RoboCop loses in a battle against these things. 
And so what they do is they reprogram him so the robotic part of his body will take over for the human part when he's in combat, but will trick his human part into thinking he's making the decisions. So it's basically like a first-person shooter with auto-aim where you're playing on easy mode, but like you still feel like a badass, but you're not really doing anything. Okay. Um so, so then so when he's in so when Alex Murphy is in combat, his mind is not doing anything. It is now the programming is overriding his own mind. Yes, but his mind thinks that he's making the decisions because they tricked him into thinking it. Okay. And somehow this also doesn't like violate any ethics because he still thinks he's Alex Murphy and he has but he can't like I guess he can still, like, make moral decisions, but it's still going to, like, shoot whatever it wants. To... Anyway, I don't know. Why it's wouldn't really, they just a have really... a cyborg if right, this is really, what they're going to do? It's a really stupid scene. Well, because the U.S. government won't let them have cyborgs in America. Oh, so, okay. Gotcha. So All right. You do, now it, it makes said, more sense now with Samuel Jackson and James Brown shit. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Because the All government right. doesn't want... That's why they okay need most of the head. Countries. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay in other countries, but it's not okay here. Gotcha. But they're thinking if it's like an actual enhanced human where the government can be tricked into thinking that... Man, there's uh, a lot of tricking going on here. Okay, yeah. yeah it's all the, the whole movie is about trickery. Um, so the OCP wants to have these... Wants to like bring these robots in, and Samuel L. Jackson's a big fan of that idea. Um, so anyway, so... Murphy, when he has these enhancements, is then able to um, easily take out, like, dozens of these, like, robot um, guards. And then Jackie Earl Haley is in, like, an enhanced bodysuit. And Robocop takes him out, too. Um, and the whole thing is that you got to win the bet. Um, they, they have this bet that if, if Murphy can take everybody out, he'll get to go back to America. But if not, they're going to deprogram him or whatever. So, of course, he wins. The other thing that's bullshit in this movie is that RoboCop is, like, can fucking jump, like, hundreds of feet. He's, like, the Incredible Hulk or Iron Man or something, like, jumping over walls. And he's, like, super agile and shit. Which sure. Is so well, right. I can imagine. You got to so, make it You got to make it new. You got to make it modern. Um, before, because I'm assuming plot's getting ready to start here. Um no, I'm look- no, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> well, I just wanted to, I'm looking at pictures of this. I have not seen this movie. And I'm seeing him, I guess, is he in the original gray outfit at this point in the movie? So, they start him out in a gray outfit, but then Michael Keaton, who is the, kind of the Dick Jones of the movie, like he's like the, um the president of OCP. Um, he doesn't like the fact that it's gray. He wants him to be black. Okay. So they turn Robocop black. He's just okay. this shiny black guy with a light up. They actually make this jet. There's another thing that's really stupid. Um, they, Jay Buchanal or whatever is like a marketing director. And he shows this, like these different, um, What's it called? Uh, like versions of the the outfit that RoboCop could wear, and the he shows this version that's basically RoboCop from 1987, 
And he's like, yeah, this tested really well in the market. And, you know, he was a really popular um, uh, look. And uh, Michael Keaton's like, no, that's that's really stupid. Like, make him black and make him sleek or whatever. And so they just completely shit on mm-hmm. RoboCop, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. By having, so anyway, the, by having the villains shit on the original RoboCop, too. So... They take him to America and they're about to introduce him to Detroit. Like, hey, like, here's your new protector, Detroit. And they start to download the database from the Detroit Police Department, which includes every currently wanted criminal into his brain. And he has a fucking seizure because his brain can't handle it. And he shuts down. And so what they do is they turn off his humanity. So they basically take him from being this like weepy, like sad dude in a costume and turn him into like, you know, a robot, basically. So they do the complete opposite of the original movie, which is dehumanize him to the point where he doesn't recognize his wife and child. This is the other shitty thing, too. His wife and child are still alive and actively know that he's being turned into a cyborg and they're cool with it. So you don't even get, like, the heartbreaking element from fucking RoboCop where, you know, Murphy is, like, slowly, like, having these images come into his head and eventually goes to his old house and remembers right. his life with a family that thinks he's dead and is long gone. Uh-huh. And that's kind of, like, what, what humanizes him to make him, you know, like, overcome this, like, programming where they were trying to force him to be a robot. And this is the opposite. So he goes down on stage and he immediately is like looking around and it does the stupid fucking you could be mine Guns N' Roses shit where everything is like the view of RoboCop and he's like assessing and it's got like graphics that come up on the screen like oh no threat no threat so he recognizes this old man who was wanted for murder and rape and he, he arrests him in the audience and everyone's like oh my god this is amazing. So then RoboCop becomes, oh, so they give him a motorcycle, too. Like, the bat the bat cycle. So he's, like, zooming all around Detroit on his fucking motorcycle. So he becomes, like, this big sensation because he reduces crime. But the real cops, they're not a big fan of him. But, you know, he's still, like, Michael K. Williams feels that his partner's in there. So anyway, there's all this shit that happens. And then you find out that, of course, everyone in the police force is corrupt. And there were these two the two detectives that like basically dimed him out and got him blown up and then of course the chief of police is corrupt and everybody's fucking corrupt and robocop is like regaining his like humanity through this so michael keaton decides we got to shut this shit down so he gets jackie earl haley to come in to kill robocop but robocop just breaks into the building and has i swear to god dude like one of, one of the best parts of the original RoboCop, and Ro- RoboCop has a lot of great moments, but one of the really good parts of it is Alex Murphy finally like regaining all his humanity and using his human guile and instinct to outwit ED-209 mm-hmm. you know, to have it crash down the stairs because he realizes that ED-209 like, can't adjust to like differences in height. And he knows that he lacks like the firepower and the the brute strength to beat this thing so he uses his like human intellect to beat it right 
Right. And that's like one of the best parts of the movie is that now like, oh, like this is why he's superior to this giant walking tank because he can outthink the tank because, you know, it wasn't the programming. It was him, like his own like intellect that did it anyway. So in this movie, fucking Alex Murphy in his goddamn ninja suit goes in and has a gunfight with a bunch of like six ED-209s that he like jumps around and jump. it's like a fucking anime fight where he's like shooting guns into their head and sliding under them and shooting them and mm-hmm. he's taking them out with his little pistol and I'm getting them. I'm getting really angry thinking about oh what God. this looks and like. It's like and that scene is like ten minutes long of this fucking ninja fight. So he tackles an ED two oh nine and they fall over the edge of like a stairwell. And the ED-209 lands on him and traps his arm. So he's got to, like, shoot his arm off to get free. And then Michael K. Williams comes and, like, stops the other ED-209s because he doesn't have a gun. And the drones are programmed where they can't shoot someone without a gun. Is Michael K. Williams the Annie Lewis of this movie? He is Annie Lewis, but he's not Annie Lewis. He's, like, Albert Lewis or something like that. (laughs) That can't be taught on Jack. Jack Lewis. Well, he's still, he's still Annie Lewis. Right, right. He's that character. Um, okay. So. Way to take Robocop's a roll away only, from a woman. Jesus. Okay. Robocop's only got one arm, but they gave it to a gay black man. So I guess, I don't know. Right. Maybe in their mind, like, potato, potato. I don't know. Um. So Robocop has is now, like, going after. Oh, so Sullivan, the Michael Keaton character has also taken RoboCop's wife and son um, as kind of like an insurance policy, although they don't know it. And he tells them that um, Alex, that Murphy's gone crazy and he's like come to kill him or whatever. So Jackie Earl Haley's there and he's like, ah. And RoboCop goes to shoot him, but he can't raise his arm because they don't call it the prime directive. They call it, um, or the fourth directive. Yeah, I guess it's the prime directive. Um, it's he's a red asset and robocop can't kill a red asset mm. but you know who can kill a red asset michael k williams who shoots jack hero haley and immediately takes him out it's like there's not even any kind of like tension or anything he just shoots him in the back because mm-hmm. you know that's what heroes do um so now robocop can go up and stop um you know this from happening so again another great part of the original robocop is Dick Jones being found out for being in league with, you know, he was in league with the criminals and he was using them to really like push forward this idea that um, Detroit needed to have like a robotic protector so they could, OCP could come in. There's a lot of like convoluted stuff happening there. Mm -hmm. It's sort of the same in this movie, but they just make it so dumb, you know, like it's just dumb. It's just, it's just corruption. It's not even about like, the evil guile of like the wall street era like businessman doing whatever he takes to get ahead it's just they're just everybody's corrupt right and like how much do you mark out when dick jones has the president the old man at gunpoint and the guy says dick you're fired and then it eliminates the prime directive and robocop can shoot dick jones and kill him Mm-hmm. And then the guy's like, son, what's your name? And he says, Murphy. You know what? And it's like, yeah, 
it's he's great. now completed the entire, you know, hero's journey to becoming a man again, even though he's still encased in a suit, but he is Alex Murphy. Mm-hmm. So in this fucking movie, he's all shot apart and Sullivan's there and Sullivan's like, you can't shoot me because I'm a red asset and I could kill your wife and son. You couldn't do anything about it. I could kill you. You can't do anything about it. And the whole time Robocop's like struggling to raise his gun up because of course he's got the prime directive going on. And you know what happens? He just shoots him. Like, oh. there's no moment of clarity. There's no overcoming anything. He just manages to pull the trigger. Super easy. Yeah, it's super easy. And Michael Keaton's dead. And then um, Gary Oldman, who... Oh, there's a whole bunch of shit with Gary Oldman, like, realizing that... I Murphy's forgot Gary like Oldman him. was in yeah, this movie. he's the scientist that developed right. the RoboCop and... He develops a conscience and he realizes they're doing the wrong thing and blah, blah, blah. So they fix Murphy and they put him in a silver suit that kind of looks like the Robocop suit a little bit, but way too angular. Like it doesn't have like the sleekness and the coolness of like the original Robocop um, design. Um, And he's reunited with his wife and child. So he's a robot man that's got a wife and a kid and he's still a detective. And the movie ends not with like this kind of grand like you know Murphy's like a human again and he's got his family back like none of that shit matters it ends with Samuel L. Jackson bitching about how weak America is or how weak the president is and how Gary Oldman should be in jail um but America's still the greatest country on the planet and you motherfuckers I don't know. He just, he cusses, but it gets bleeped out because it's television. And it's basically like, hey, but we're still the greatest country on the planet. And I'm not going to lie to you, I don't even understand the fucking point of it. Well, like, I mean, it's 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 a bookending device that you can get him in in one day to do. But that's, here's that's, the thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, get, I, I guess I get that. But here's the thing. When I first saw it, I thought, okay, is, this is a parody of like Fox News. It has to be. Right. But I don't think it's a parody. I don't know. Like, I don't know what anybody's thinking in this movie because it's not done in a way where Samuel L. Jackson gets any kind of like comeuppance or um, where he's shown to be a bad guy. Like, I thought he was going to be in league with OCP or I, I don't know. Like, there's no point to it. It right. absolutely does nothing. I don't know. I, there's no point to any of it. And it's like, you don't get any closure with Murphy. You don't get any closure. Like, his family doesn't get anything. I mean, I guess, you know, Michael Keaton dies. And he's the bad guy. And they take down, like, other bad guys. But who fucking cares, right? Like, right. it's just, it's the most wrong-headed, stupid. It sounds really bad. Point. Like, it's, it's, it's worse than the fucking Psycho remake. Because at least the Psycho remake recognizes the brilliance of the original movie. It doesn't try and like... You know what I thought the whole time? And maybe this is Jackie Earl Haley's fault. Because I hate that motherfucker so much. It reminded me so much of like how stupid Snyder was with Watchmen. Like how you see Watchmen and you know that that man has zero idea of why that comic is important. You know, like, right. 
like he's like the neckbeard that's sitting there idolizing um, Raw Shark without understanding that Raw Shark is an absolute like mockery of like Wolverine or Batman or whatever, you know, like that those characters are meant to like who like the whole point of that comic is, you know, who watches the Watchmen, right? Like who's mm-hmm. whatever, you know, um, making sure that the people that are quote unquote protecting us aren't like abusing their power or whatever. And Snyder's fucking take is just like, let's have these two people fucking slow motion in a plane, right? Like he doesn't yes. understand anything. And like, this is the same thing. Like they don't get, I don't know. Like, it's like, I don't like no understanding. What about about Jackie Earl Haley in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake? Oh my God, that's a fucking abomination too. (laughs) Yes, you 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 know you know what? See that this is the problem. Making me so angry. You watch Nightmare on Elm Street. Your takeaway shouldn't be, "Hey, that guy's a fucking pedophile." Let's make a whole movie about how he's a pedophile. Mm-hmm. That's sell tickets. Like you mm-hmm. fucking, it's like it's the what's the fucking Wallace Stevens line? Like what's better, the innuendos or the infla- the thing about the Blackbird? Like the Blackbird song or the moment just before or whatever. Like sometimes the implication of something is far more interesting than just coming out and like beating you over the head with it. Yes. And it's even fucking worse when the thing they're beating you over the head with is like wrong. Like it just completely doesn't understand the entire point of anything. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. It made me so angry. Like I watched this movie and I kept thinking, how can they get this even more wrong? And they just do like they mm-hmm. continuously, continuously, just have no idea what the fuck well to to your point right like i mean i was talking to my mom earlier tonight and she recently uh re-watched the french connection for the first time in like almost 50 years right um and we were talking about it and like even she can recognize that like that movie through like you know implying things or like not like being overt about like you know a lot of the themes of that movie and the kind of moral questions that are raised by that movie that it can still apply today even almost 50 years later um robocop maybe not doing the same exact job but the original robocop doing a similar job of asking a lot of questions and not necessarily giving a lot of answers because there's the text and there's the subtext, right? And like some of those subtextual questions that are going on in the original RoboCop, not to turn it into like, you know, this um, thesis here, are still relevant today, maybe even more so in the past two years um, than ever before. Um, Like these are legitimate things that we could possibly start discussing now if we wanted to about like the idea of robotics and, you know, like, you know, the idea of like uh, androids and artificial intelligence. Like it's still raising these questions. There's raising questions about police work and morals and all these kind of things. And because it doesn't really give you firm answers in the subtext, it's still 
topic of discussion. This gives you all, this raises, it sounds like, no questions. And then whatever questions it does raise, it answers immediately. Yeah. It makes moral decisions. I think it's even worse than that. It's like, again, it's like you watch the movie devolve in real time from being like, like, it's just the opposite. It's like RoboCop in reverse. I don't know. Right. Well, this is somebody who obviously had to subvert expectations. Like, we can't do what they did in any way in 1987, right? But why? Like, I don't... So, I I was thinking about this after I watched it, because I sat there in shock and dismay for, I don't know, like 10 minutes just kind of staring at my fucking Tubi screen. Sure. Oh, and they end the movie, like, after the Samuel Jackson, like, diatribe ends. Um, they end it with the Dead Kennedys version of I Fought the Law and the Law won. Peace, Christ. Okay. Um, yeah, which is fucking amazing. Um, what could you have done to make RoboCop, like, a relevant, like, I'm not a fan of remakes anyway. Right. But let's say you were remaking it in 2014, which is really like, that's the huge push of like social media there of like TikTok and Twitter and well, maybe not TikTok yet, but like Twitter and Snapchat and Vine and Facebook and whatever, like all that stuff is just like really like engulfing us at that point in time. Right. Mm-hmm. So you have the same story where the cop, you know, gets murdered because he's the honest cop on the force and he gets brought back because they whatever, like you could even the same thing. And then you have him like discover facets of his life through bits of social media as he's like being sent out to investigate these crimes. I don't even know how you do that good, but you see he sees like some viral video of his wife like breaking down at his funeral and he starts to have flashes of like who he was and you know one of the bad guys that murdered him has this like vine or whatever where he posted like them setting the bomb in Alex's car and whatever there's plenty of stuff you could do and kind of tell the same story but bring it into like the modern world right where it's about like people capturing awful moments or traumatic moments. Sure. You bring that social justice, like uh, aspect in the things and like the modern technology that allows some of those things to be exposed. You bring in privacy and surveillance as themes, probably like, I mean, there's ways to update the update it thematically and affect yeah. the plot to some degree, but not take away the core of it. You don't just reverse the entirety of the, of the, of the main beats. Like, the main beats suck in this, it sounds like. Except for the yeah. fact that it's like, you're going to have a big battle at the end. Like, Yeah, that's that's what the whole thing is just about. The big battle. Like, it doesn't right. even have any kind of, like, moral resolution or... It's nothing. Like, there's no... I mean, honestly, Murphy, it just murders fucking Michael Keaton. And he says it's because for attempted murder of a cop, but then doesn't that, like, isn't that the wrong message? I mean, maybe, like, ten years ago it wasn't quite as prevalent, but maybe it was. Where the idea is that, like, hey, 
you tried to kill a police officer, so now you deserve to die. Like, it's not about justice. It's about revenge. Right. It's about murder. And, like, I don't know, man. It's it's a real fucking shitty movie. And it sounds like it's an, what's that phrase? Like a nothing burger? Like, it, sound, it sounds like it's nothing. Like, it sounds like it's, like, just bullshit. Like, the entire thing. Like, there, yeah. there, is, there is nothing there in terms of resonance or theme or anything like that it doesn't feel like that was in the background where the 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 subtext really doesn't exist it's all just text to get from this place to this place and that's it right but for no reason than to just like get you through a couple of fucking action sequences well right they're just cashing on the ip that's what i'm saying it's like i don't think listening to what you told me my my suspicion, and maybe this is just me being cynical, and it probably is, but it's like they had an IP that they wanted to cash in on. These people wanted to do it. Like, why why put them in the two different outfits? I mean, what more action figures? Like, I mean, um, you can get Samuel to do this bookend of this piece, like, and have him prevalent, like, as a name, and you can get him in for one day of shooting. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's just, it sounds like a very cynical corporate attempt to cash in on an IP. But with the most, but then the end, like, so here's the thing. And this is why it's so unaware of itself. Michael Keaton makes the comment that we want this to be sleek and black to the costume, right? Mm -hmm. And to your point, right. I think it is about like, just getting as many looks that you can have so you can make toys out of it. So how unaware of it is that like the movie is like almost like insulting itself, like tongue in cheek, insulting itself by saying like, yeah, the original costume is like more popular and better, but we're going with this costume. Mm -hmm. But then at the end, it's like, Oh, that was the wrong idea. Let's go back to the original. But she just fucking, like, ruined the entire story of the original. So you obviously have no concept of, like, the irony of having your bad guy basically echo your own fucking philosophy and sentiment towards, like, remaking the movie. So Aronofsky was originally attached to this in the mid-2000s. And then he like scheduling conflicts or something and it got kicked around in development and that's when it eventually got fished out to, what's this fucking dude's name uh it was a padilla yeah some whatever yeah um i know him from somewhere he did that entepe movie um like 5 years ago they got a lot of acclaim yeah, I don't know it. I mean, um, good for him that he never got to... No, I guess he and the only it. reason I know that about that movie, I think, is because we... It came up on a spin chagrin. Um, then Yahoo's brother. Like, why Why did this come up? Um, then Yahoo's brother was part of this Entepe campaign. Um, and you watched a fucking movie then some way some actor or something touched upon this? Do you remember anything, any of this from the Spin Chagrin? What was it? 
hold on. Let's look. Victory and Tepe. Who was in that? Helmet Burger, Linda Blair, Kirk Douglas. Some. So, do you know about like Entepe? Like the um, it was like this like a uh, mission to go in and get like a. Uh... Hold on. Let's see. Let me let me find. I want to. I want to fuck this up given the modern political context. Um. It's 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 a it's something where like uh, the the all the movies are about this mission from Israeli like commandos going into Palestine to rescue people. It was a real life event that happened, and they made like tons of different movies like about it. And that was the last movie that was made was this movie that this guy that directed RoboCop made. Daniel Bruhl um, is like the lead, and then Rosamund Pike. Um, but you ended up watching a damn movie where it was like we. Um, somehow, like we ended up like on talking about this because some something you watched, like an actor, was in something along these lines. Um, in one of these movies, I can't remember what it is. So this doesn't ring any bells to you of us talking about uh-huh. Nen- Yahoo's brother and shit. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll I'll figure it out. But it's yeah, just, yeah, I'm sorry. It's just concerning me, like of like why this has come back again. Well, it's all RoboCop. Yes, it is. Yeah, I know. It's like there's a subplot also in the Last King of Scotland. And Tepe is like part of like that. That whole thing comes up in the Last King of Scotland too, because it did involve Edie Amin in some ways. So, can you can you do this like objectively? Can you give us your chagrin score on this movie objectively, considering your love of the first movie like so much? Oh yeah, this movie's a fucking like ten on the chagrin. <laughs> okay, listen, I'm telling you, like there. I have watched some garbage in the past fucking two years. And what what this movie made me think of several times was Bloodshot. Do you remember that one? The Vin Diesel comic book movie? Yes, yeah. On the Valiant character. Mm -hmm. That movie was awful. And very similar in tone to this movie, right? But that movie at least had a plot that meant something. And it's like because they are trying to subvert the plot of the original RoboCop, they just lose any plot at all. It's just, it's a trash movie. It's garbage. And there's nothing, there's no redeeming feature to this movie. Like the performances are all weird and wasted. Like there's so much talent wasted in this movie. And the writing's not good. There's a point where Jackie Earl Haley and, um, Gary Oldman are sitting together and they're talking about their bet basically that Alex Murphy can't beat Jackie O'Haley's drone robots. Mm-hmm. They call everything drones in this movie, by the way, too, which is really annoying because I guess that was like right around when everything was about like drones and stuff. And so, anyway, that's it, fucking drove me nuts. Um, because you call them like robots or androids or something, whatever, right? So Gary Oldman's like, I really think that 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 Murphy can can beat your robots. And Jackie Earl Haley says, Well, if they can, I'll buy that for a dollar. 
Mm. And it like that encapsulates everything that's wrong with this fucking movie is that Mm -hmm. anyway, fuck this movie forever in hell. I hate it. It's a, you know what? Objectively. What's my, what, what's my scale? Like one through five, like it's a five, one to five star movie. Right. It's like a, it's like a one and a half star movie, I guess. Like it's there's production value to it, and the CGI is good, and honestly, like the cinematography is is decent. It doesn't suffer from your biggest complaint about like action movies in the modern day, which is the fucking um, the blur where you can't see anything that's actually happening. Mm. Like it actually does a decent job of. It's almost too much. It's almost like Uncanny Valley breaking, like you're watching a video game kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever, like it, it does that. Okay. I hate the way it, like it, it suffers from what I consider Nolan's biggest fucking failures in the Batman movies, which is, it makes everything just too much like normal. Like there's nothing adventurous or, you know, even in like, like old Detroit in the original Robocop, like the cars were different and the fashions were a little different and it just like it sold it as here's like just a slightly different future for our world. And in this movie, it's just normal, you know, it's just like, yeah, they don't even pretend to have any advances or anything. You know what? That's another thing too, that separates those movies from the eighties from this fucking modern schlock is that in the sixties and seventies and eighties, and even into like the mid nineties, artists and creators had to pretend and imagine what the future would be like, you know, like mm-hmm. the land of the rotary phone has to imagine what the world with like computers everywhere and stuff. And that's like one of the greatest, we talked about this. What fucking movie was it? We want, we, we talked about some movie where it like really strongly predicted a whole bunch of stuff and it was really close. And I can't remember what it was. But we were both really impressed with how like hmm. smart the movie. Oh, you know what it was? It was Demolition Man. Oh Watch yeah, Man. yeah. And how much like it it gets so many things like. Mm-hmm. But and that's a movie that you know what is that like ninety two is Demolition Man or something something like that. Three ninety three, I think. Yeah. You know, it's like like Jules Verne like predicting the future. Like you read that stuff and like sometimes they're close and it's like wow that's. That's crazy how like inventive and clever and creative that is from people that are decades removed from the actual events happening. And then you get to these modern movies and everything is just the technology we have. It's like there's no imagination anymore for what things can be. It's just everything is what it is. And it's so fucking boring. It's like, give me something, you know, at least in the stupid like Superman mythology you know the crystal fucking technology and shit like that's more inventive you know i'm trying to think there was another movie i watched recently where everything was liquid based where like they would touch and like liquid would come down and like come over them and that's how they would like use the technology and even though i thought it was kind of Uh, uh uh-huh do you know what i'm talking about no i don't i don't remember crazy made me laugh but but it, it was it was dumb kind of in a yeah. lot of ways. But it was also kind of cool because it's like 
that's an that's an interesting thought that that's where technology is going is like liquid coming the, all over you yeah <laughs> i wouldn't say it quite like that but you're interacting with this like you know nebulous thing that can like come out and then you interact with it and then it goes away yeah, sure but yeah, I mean, you're right. You're right. There's no imagination anymore in these futuristic movies. Like, I mean, shit, you get more, you get more of it out of the damn superhero movies that Scorsese hates so much uh, about looking at like futuristic type things, honestly, than you do out of like the standard sci-fi. I didn't want to admit this, but I've been playing the Avatar game. Do you know okay. about this game? Uh, I, I get. Well, you don't get them. I get them on the ads for it on YouTube all the time, yeah. So it's a first-person adventure game done by Ubisoft mm -hmm. in the style of Far Cry, but set on on Pandora, the Avatar. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Like, as long as I pretend like it's not taking place in Avatar and I'm not a giant blue fucking monkey. Yeah. Like, I'm enjoying it. I think it's, enjoy I think it's fun. And it's a really interesting... I don't, I don't want to give James Cameron any fucking credit here, but it's a really interesting look at how, like, a culture that's developed by embracing nature can combat another culture that's developed by embracing technology. And, like, the dichotomy there and how you as the nature-based creature can learn to use the technology in a way that doesn't, like, destroy the environment, but is still, like, help, whatever. There's some actually like some cool set pieces in this game that like have this thing. But like again, all the technology is just the same shit from like 1970. Like James Cameron has not developed a single thing in his mind that is any different than some shit that I grew up with like you know, playing BattleTech when I was in middle school or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's the same shit. Right. And it's so annoying. You know, this motherfucker that invented unobtainium. Like, it's so fucking annoying that nobody has any, like, creativity or cleverness. And every time you think that somebody does, it just, just disappoints you. I don't know. Right. I don't know where to even find it. Like, in video games, honestly. Like, that's it. Sure. Yeah. Um... Here. Anyway, yeah, it's true. It's true. I was looking. I was just looking at the abyss here. I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, like there, there's so much like inventiveness, like at at different points, like especially specifically in the 70s and the 80s, and like forward-looking futures and stuff like that. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why that imagination like isn't there. I, and maybe, and it's just like maybe it's money to some degree too. It's like as we get closer, it's like I mean, look, everything. I mean. 2014 is 10 years ago almost now but it's like everything's just content now and this isn't meant to like take it off course into a different thing but it's like so much things are just content it's just shit to put up on a streaming service that nobody wants to spend money on it they want to spend as little as possible so that they have more content um and i i think that maybe that's like reigning in some of the creativity because nobody wants to spend money on what it would take possibly to get there. So they have to make these compromises and stuff like that. 
Um, so that could be like a more recent, like past five year thing of like why you're not seeing any kind of advancement. Video games, you don't have to worry about that quite as much, right? I mean, so you can see it more there. I'm sure there's tons. I know that there's tons of fiction out there that's like really forward thinking. Um, but you know, but movie wise, I mean, I, maybe it's just budget, like that's raining things in. Um, I read a book once in 1988, say 1989, somewhere in that era. Mm -hmm. I cannot tell you at all what this book was called, but it was some fucking science fiction book. Mm -hmm. And in this book, people would eat these tiny little like nano machines that would give them the ability to understand and speak different languages. Right. And it like such a cool idea and I, I don't even think the book was very good i hate fucking science fiction anyway for the most part but that's like, like i mean i know that's like a douglas adams sort of idea anyway but like how many times do i got to see some motherfucker stretch his fingers apart and pull a computer screen out of thin air and press a bunch of shit you know like fuck yeah. you like i don't that anymore that's dumb <laughs> there's an episode that i re-listened to part of um from last year where it's not exactly that line but um you really have a problem with computers in movies like it is definitely a trope that you hate like of like seeing people use computers in movies um particularly like it's, it's something where you're talking about like hacking it's like why do i gotta sit here and watch somebody sit there and like press a bunch of bunch of goddamn buttons yeah. like, you know on a like you have a big problem with the way computers are used in movies what did i watch <laughs> ago when the guy like kicked his chair across the room and like went like ticky 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 tack on his computer <laughs> Like finish the code that hacked this is so dumb. Yeah, I hate yeah, that. Yeah. You know what you know what I want? I want the computers of the Nostromo in Alien. Like I want fucking Ridley Scott's like or, or Star Wars, you know, like there's the computers I want. Like shit that looks like it was made in the nineteen seventies, but still is trying to be like right forward thinking, you know? Like I don't Yeah. Yeah. I understand. All right. Um, so another ten out of ten. Um Yeah, we're really ending the year on a fucking bang. All right. So uh let's let's go ahead and see what uh you are going to get here. Mm, share. It's gonna be a, it's shocking. I have no idea what it's gonna be that you that you get. Considering there's only two categories left. Category one is Christmas plus murder. Category two is pizza is the plot. <laughs> so I guess the only thing that you could even possibly do here is maybe find a Christmas murder movie that has some pizza in it. It's a shame. Um, it's a shame you haven't. You've already seen a uh, House of the Devil. That would work. It really would. There is um. There's a lot of uh. Um, Christmas horror movies that are up right now on both Prime and uh, Tubi. There are. There are. 
I'm it's, sure I can find one that I'm like, sure in it. It's it's apps. I mean, one. I was totally surprised on like what got rolled this week, and um, two. It's like totally such a coincidence that we ended the year on Christmas plus murder. Yeah, that feels almost non coincidental, but um, I'll take it. I guess. <laughs> It has not been rolled three different times throughout the year um, so far. Previous. Oh, what? Did you, did you skip it? Uh, yes. No. <laughs> um, See, I, I don't ever. I don't watch the screen. I know. I know you don't. Um, That's fucked up. You got it. You just I mean, got a, the, you just got it in a timely manner. And next week, when we roll, it's all you. It's all you, buddy. It is nothing but things that you've said. Um, nice. Over the course of the spin chagrin, there's one category that is not something that you said, but it is based on something you said. So, um, <clears throat> you want to watch a few trailers? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch. You got three you know, trailers. Obviously, like flipping through my streaming services now, trying to find some fucking. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, so um picking up on 80s kind of uh remakes here uh this just got <laughs> released last friday um is the trailer for the share new beverly hills cop movie uh, oh i haven't seen this subtitled axel f which is maybe the worst subtitle that you yeah, can imagine Bad subtitle. Um, but regardless, let's see what you think um, out of this. I almost admire you. Still on these streets. Running and cutting. I'm just amazed. Doesn't get to you. Watch your ass out there, okay? I'm gonna be fine. They love me in Beverly Hills. Detective Foley, you ever read your own files? Shootouts, starting the piece a lot. Please tell me you didn't get arrested again. Twice, but I broke out. We put our lives on the line every day. And for what? Comes with the job if you're doing it right. <laughs> so how many people have you pissed off so far? Well, I haven't pissed off anybody. Yeah, 50-50. 50-50. Is it that high? So far. Wow. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I am too. Good. Good. I, um, yeah. I, I, I saw it and it made me smile. Um, <clears throat> like, it doesn't look like it's... I mean, it looks like it's over the top, right? But I mean... Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Like, I, I marked out to Ashton and um, Reinhold at the end because I was like, I thought I heard these motherfuckers are supposed to be in this and, like, they're not in the trailer at all until at the very end. But... <clears throat> yeah, I, I think that'll be fun. And it's... Like, it's really, I mean, I know, like, he's probably got tons of makeup and shit like that to some degree, but it's like, he still looks so young. Yeah. It's crazy. 
right. This is this is less fun for me. Um, and I have not watched this yet. I figured I'd watch it with you. Next thing we're going to watch is the trailer that got released uh, this past Friday, the uh, third official trailer for Dune Part 2. You knew that I've seen this. Have you? Let's watch it again. Yeah. All right. I have not. So I'm going to watch this wispy little fucker. I'm here. I'm here. It's been a while since you've had one of those. Oh, you're going to hate it, buddy. Tell me. Wonka comes out Friday, man. Fuck you. Hmm. Nothing's clear. You've been fighting the Harkonnens for decades. Look, there's so many things that he gets right with this. You're right, but there's so many things he gets wrong too. Right. Great houses. Okay, I look the like the, I like the look of these costumes. Like I like yep. the cinematography there, and like I love Beautiful. that fucking uh, rocket launcher thing. Like, and it's that <laughs> right music, right? Because this this music that's playing now is going to play for about like an hour and thirty minutes. This looks really good. <laughs> but I hate the way Fade looks. Hmm. Not a fan of that at all. I see possible futures all at once. And then so many futures are enemies prevail. There is a movement coming up here where I mark the fuck out to, though. There is a narrow way through. I do love this, too. The fucking... Oh, one. yeah. Yeah. That shit is fucking amazing. Yeah, that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's exactly how I've always pictured it in my head. Allegiance is to you. Do you believe me? This is a form of power that our world... Is every scene with them the just as he's just touching her face? Is that what this is going to be? Yeah. Oh, his hand's not on her cheek. I mean, has he told her that? He, oh, oh, her hand was on his cheek. Yeah. That's my markout movement right there. Mm. Yeah, I understand. Where he, where he manifests the um, the voice or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like so, like. I don't know. It's yeah, good. I understand. Yeah. Oh my god, you might get a whole fucking ass Christmas episode, brother. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds threatening. I don't know. It is kind of threatening. Um, I am much more happy with the way that movie looks than the first one. We'll see. I mean, like there, there are tons of things that I, I did, despite my hatred of that movie to some degree. Things I really liked about it. Um, maybe I'll be over next year the the casting and stuff like that. But I, so I've watched and the acting, like I've watched it like three times now. What? No, more than that. I probably watched. Is this going to be some kind of a midsummer thing? Okay, go ahead. It's not. I actually, 
I there's parts of it I like more every time I see it, and there's parts of it that I just am never going to appreciate every time I see it. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? It does. Yeah. So I'm really torn on it because I think that like I think that at his heart, like he understands that world and that the way that things are supposed to look. And it really, it's really sad to watch. I don't know, just like, like that, that was the best chance that we've had at a really great, like complete Dune adaptation. And I like David Lynch's Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, but unfortunately, like, I don't know. I just, maybe it's one of those things like fucking Blood Meridian or Confederacy of Dunces where you just, you never can film it, you know, like maybe you can just never, never get it exactly right. But right. I think that there was someone other than that fucking asshole playing Paul Atreides. Maybe yeah. I think it would have been a little better, you know? Right. Cause he really is the thing that kind of just like sticks in your crawl the whole time. And it, it, it's it the really stuff is. around that it just kind of fucks you, you know, like, I don't know. For some reason, I think I would be less critical of um, Zendaya if um, if Shamalay like wasn't involved. Um, yeah, I like Zendaya, so I don't know. I do too. But I, there was something about that role that just is like it was so trite. Like, of course, of course. I mean, but you you got to cast. Who else are you going to cast to go along with that guy? Right. Right. You do know that they're it, doing Blood Meridian, right? Who is? You didn't hear about this? No. John Hill Code is, is directing it. The guy did Proposition. The Proposition. That's interesting. Yeah. Who's in it? And the, and the Road. Um, No. This is like just something from like the past like two months oh. that was like announced. Well, so who I'll knows if it'll actually happen? But, yeah, I'll um, fucking believe it when I see it. Because I thought Franco was going to do it. Right. And then he wasn't able to get it together. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, th- this is unrelated to anything. Podcast, whatever. I didn't know Shane McGowan died. Do you know who Shane McGowan? Yeah, I know who you're talking about. The I didn't know. singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, saw, I, I, do, I think I did know that, actually. I, I think had I... no idea. One of my favorite musical artists of all time. Yeah, it was. It, it made CNN like somewhere, like down farther down one day. I just found and, out, and I for, completely forgot about it. Like, yeah, it's so depressing. Yeah, All right. that's like next to maybe like Bowie. Hmm. That might be like the biggest like punch in the gut for hmm. a musical artist like passing away. Hmm. That's, that's the reason why I ever wanted to go to Thailand was because of that dude. Hmm. Like he's like the reason I met my wife is because of Shane McGowan. So why is that? I don't I don't know the person. Um, well so he was a really bad um, alcoholic and drug addict, mm-hmm. and um, he used to disappear. Like he would just like take months off to get away from like touring and the band and stuff. And the place that he found like this great deal of happiness was in Thailand. Mm-hmm. in Pattaya, which you know is the beach town that we go to mm-hmm. and he's got a bunch of songs about um like basically just being drunk on the beach kind of but um 
he's the reason I ever like write about Thailand in the first place. And I don't know, like his his lyricism and his fucking like poetry is just amazing. And I don't know, just really sad that um that he's he's deceased. And actually, mm-hmm. kind of surprised it didn't happen like at several instances over the past like forty fucking years of my life because he definitely did not take care of himself at all. But um, right, yeah. Brilliant though. I mean, if you've like, this is just an open ad advertisement. But if you never listened to the Pogues, like their music, I mean, it, you got to be into like Irish music, and it's very traditional in the way it's played, like tin whistles and mandolins and shit like that. But man, the lyrics are so fucking hard hitting. The album "If I Should Fall from Grace with God" is like a masterpiece, and I think one of the ten best albums ever, ever made, hmm. okay. at least on a personal scale. So. Yeah. All right, sorry for the tangent. Let's watch another fucking yep. trailer. Last trailer. It's in honor of Easter. Um, I don't know if you watched this or not. Is it Fast um, X two? No, 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 no. It's uh, he. You're probably busy at work. He sent us this trailer last week. I did not watch it. Mentioned so. it. Um, it is uh, shit. Alex Garland's uh, new movie that comes out. Oh my god! I didn't Civil War. You did watch it. Yeah. Ramps up activity. Gonna make me fall asleep. <laughs> You're a fan of Garland's overall, though, right? There is so much shit in this trailer I hate. I am absolutely. I despise the fact that this thing exists. We just try to stay out. With what we see on the news seems like it's for the. This this is this is the tropiest fucking trope movie ever. Of like goddamn things I hate. The so-called Western forces of Texas this is, and California. This is the third trailer that did the black, like basically like defeat. fade or cut the black the thing. Of the United States military. Mr. President, do you regret the use of airstrikes against American citizens? We're moving to DC today. We need to go down there. They shoot journalists on sight in the Capitol. Every instinct in me says this is death. Bloody. Every time I survived the war zone, I thought I was sending a warning home. Don't do this. But here we are. There's they some kind keep of casting here. Jesse Plemons, what? who I love, and things that, um... Okay. okay. What kind of American are you? I'm... I'm not particularly keen on. You don't know? So I really do like him a lot. What's your problem here, Frank? I'm not hanging. One nation under God. With liberty and justice for all. America. I'm gonna make a random claim. I think Easter marked out over Nick Offerman being the president. No, I marked out over that too. I'm not... <laughs> I thought that was that that was the one thing in this trailer that I was like, yeah. That you liked. <laughs> yeah. I like I actually was thinking when I was watching this and hating it the first time when I saw it. Um I would almost watch this just to see Nick Offerman be a dick. <laughs> watch him like a complete fucking monster. 
Mm. My first problem is that I hate shit that is meant to like play upon modern fears or circumstances. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, and I've said this forever, like, it's so crass and on the nose that, like, you don't need to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Two, it's a fucking Call of Duty plotline from, like, 2013. Like, that's not, there's nothing interesting about that. Like, I felt like I was watching, like, the cutscenes from fucking Modern Warfare 3 or some shit. And that's absolutely has, holds no interest to me. Mm-hmm. And... It's like a pastiche of a bunch of different things, like the day after tomorrow and um, Deep Impact and um, Greenland. And you know what I mean? Like all the fucking shit with like society falling apart, blah, 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 blah. Like fucking lame. It's just, it's Mm -hmm. raised like the, the, I don't know whatever I just don't find it interesting at all it also kind of reminds me there's a couple of video games from like the early 2000s there's um uh fuck what was that game called there was a game where the Russians invaded the US and you played like resistance fighters that took place in cities I can't remember what it was called yeah that sounds really familiar it was, it con- the control wasn't great, but like the concept of it was really cool, and it had some really great like set piece moments of you like heat style like running down you know with these like abandoned cars like attacking a Russian bunker or something, and then there was another one called Homeland I think it was, um, where the Koreans invaded the United States and you had to like take them out. And that game just wasn't very good, but I it had some like other like it had some cool moments to it. Um, similar. But it's like I don't know, man. You know, I'm so much more interested in like the Fallout series, you know? Right. Like, give me something that takes place after the fall of all modern civilization where you're not like try because all you're gonna do is you're either going to inspire someone in the wrong way with a movie like that or you're going to piss off somebody depending on their own political like leanings because they think that you're like insulting them which you definitely are you know what i mean like i just don't see a purpose in it anymore. yeah i don't i honestly i have no idea what the politics of that movie is if they ha- if it has any um it's not garland so it's 100 percent liberal that dude is yeah uh, sure sure no i understood i get that um no i'm saying that like but it's like why is california texas on the same side because they can't be that on the nose or they'll get canceled canceled by who everybody i don't know Eh. um that's what i'm saying i think there's i don't know i don't know um I mean, I wasn't a big like. Look, that guy has what? What did I text the other? It's like he's got uh, ex machina and annihilation. Sorry, I included dread in that, but um, 
he wrote dread and produced it um but it's like the other day but it's like he has like dread that he wrote and then ex machina annihilation that he wrote and directed um which i think is pretty pretty good like three in a row right and then he has men which there are some things i appreciated but i didn't really care for that movie that much overall um and like then there's this and it's like uh <laughs> I, I don't know we'll see i'll watch it i mean I, I I mean it's A twenty four and I do really like Garland a lot, so I'll probably watch it. I know I'll watch it at some point. Right. I still know, right. man. Yeah. I just think it's a bad I just think it's a bad look. I don't think there's anything like interesting there really. Yeah. No, I understand. I, I... You know what I watched the other day? This almost made this almost made the fresh five, but it's it falls a little flat in some ways. Like it's a little much. I just don't think it fits. But I watched a movie called Quiz Lady. Okay. With um Sandra. Oh yeah, I'm familiar with this. Um, and I really enjoyed it. Like mm-hmm. I thought it was a fun, funny movie with a good heart and some good performances. Right. That's the shit I want to see. You know, like I don't want to see this fucking maudlin goddamn. I don't know. I like. I don't. What? 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 What's even the fucking point? There's no fucking point. Well, it's horror of the of, of the modern condition. Yeah, but we live that every day. Like I can go on Facebook or Reddit and feel that horror. I don't need to fucking. But watch you, a movie you, about you it. gotta see. You got. You have to see the horror of what you I imagine. Just, I don't. Know. I just feel like I see it all the fucking time. <laughs> I'm just fucking at this point. Um, <clears throat> yes, I, 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 I concur. Like, I, I don't know. How there's a, pre- there's a predatory nature stuff? to the entire thing, and I, I, huh? How many fucking Krampus movies are there? Fucking forty? Too many. Too many. I'll watch. Uh, I'll, I'll You'll watch this. all of them. Like at some point. No, um, I do a lot of them. <laughs> so next week. We have Christmas plus murder and possibly pizza is the plot. Um, I think if you can just make pizza as a minuscule aspect of the plot, just so you understand, full disclosure, pizza. Who do you think pizza is the plot is category of? What's up? No. Orion. Yes. Um, actually, Christmas plus murder is Bloodsoe's category. Um, <clears throat> There's so but, many of them. Right. Um, There's got to be some movie Orion was trying to get me to watch. Oh, no. you. There was some kind of thing where, like, I don't know. He remembers everything. Um, There was something last year about you and pizza and how you don't eat pizza anymore. And, like, you were tired. I don't know. You were sick of pizza. And, like, you, you and, and Orion and, like. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, and there's some reason that like he thought it was really funny to make pizza as part of the plot. Um, but um, I think if I've, pizza... I've come back around on pizza a little bit. I can only eat it like once every like two or three months, but mm. every time I get pizza anymore, like the idea of pizza is so appealing, and then the actuality of pizza just makes me feel so sick hmm. because it like. <sighs> 
you know, it's terribly bad for me. Like, I should not eat pizza at all. Sure. Um, do you know the, the pizza that I found is the most palatable and easiest for me to eat is um, Domino's Pizza. Interesting. Is that because that there's less um, crust? Well, I get flatbread. Okay. Then crust. So there's almost no crust. And it really is like eating a cracker. But it's not like burned or, or like crumbly. Like it's it's still like a good crust. So I really enjoy um, Domino's crust. They use fresh ingredients now. They have good cheese. Their pizza is really consistent, like with their sauce and everything. I don't know. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. and you can get a medium for $6.99. So it's not like expensive and you don't have to eat like, you like a ton of it and it's not a whole lot of crust so it doesn't make you feel gross i don't know it's just it's good like frankie and i like every like once a month we'll get a domino's pizza for lunch on the weekend or dinner or something and split it and it's the exact right amount of food and it tastes amazing and i don't know like i'm um i'm a pretty big fan of domino's more uh... so than any other like chain pizza you asked me about um the other week off air about a shack commercial for whether i saw it for uh papa john's yeah i don't remember it now though i think we were i don't know i think it was saturday night we were watching wrestling or something um and but it's like the shack pizza and basically all shack's pizza is is extra pepperoni extra cheese (laughs) It's like all the pepperoni like there's a shot of Shaq in this commercial like holding up like with his big fucking giant goddamn Paul like you know just just like just holding nothing but like this like gigantic cluster of fucking pepperoni yeah. like you know and like and I think he even drops it like he's like fucking whatever dropping whatever in like a music video like diamonds coins like kind of like what we wanted Heaster to do years ago with like dropping watches like you know um like it's something like along those lines like where he's dropping the pepperoni and it's like um but then it's like the pepperoni that ends up on the pizza it's like it's a lot of pepperoni but it's not that much pepperoni um not as much pepperoni as like fucking Shaq can hold in his hand and it's like why is that the Shaq like that's a pretty like lame pizza is just extra cheese and extra pepperoni I mean, it's just classic, you know, it's just classic Shaq. <laughs> you know, Whatever. They need to have competing. Why are, Why don't they have competing pizzas? They need to have the Barkley, too. Well, they could have the Kobe. The the what? The Kobe? Uh-huh. It's too soon, man. Um, <clears throat> what, what, what do you have? A little bit of, like, like Kobe beef? A little bit, little slivers? Kobe no. Beef? The Kobe is olives. What? How do you? What is? What is this? And how do you know this? I don't understand this. Olives, caramelized onions, and chicken is the Kobe. That sounds pretty good, actually. Because he was born in Italy, right? Or like raised in. He was. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you gotta have the Mediterranean flavors. It's like yeah, I think you grew up in Italy. Robust like Tuscan sauce with caramelized onions, black olives, and um, chicken. He's trying to 
you're trying to get me canceled. Um, yeah, well, no, that's that that sounds good. Um, awful loss. Um, shame. Um, <clears throat> you know what my new favorite pizza is? What? It's um, pepperoni, bacon, and onion. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's good. I I. I, I actually make that at home sometimes, like if it's the two of us. Um, I number have her two, make the bacon because I I hate making bacon. But number two, mm-hmm. Italian sausage, jalapeno, pineapple. I've done jalapeno? Or I've done pineapple a couple times. I'm I'm not a I'm not a fan of the pineapple. I've tried it. It's just not not a thing for me. Jalapeno sounds good though. The jalapeno and the pineapple together really play off each other well. I can see that. I can see that. The hotness of like the Italian sausage just sure. brings everything together. It's yeah. amazing. I wonder about bacon and jalapeno. Oh, that's delicious. Hmm. I get that sometimes too. Hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna try that at some point. All right, so next week. Christmas plus murder, and you are going to have a menu, your idealized perfect menu if you ran a fast food restaurant and a sit-down restaurant. Yep. Correct? All right. I gotta plot it out, buddy. <laughs> All right. So um that'll be that'll be the official the official um that's a category coming for next year, don't worry. Um I know that'll be the official end of food chat unofficially. Never the end of food chat is evidenced by this like random pizza talk for the past um whatever minute how many minutes it's been um as I've been creating, as I've been creating the, the the wheel for next year as we talk so keeps on turning that's a great category too but I won't include it um <clears throat> don't know where I'll be tomorrow <laughs> um. Wall behind you. Okay, never mind. Um, we'll just end this. So next week, Frank's menus, Christmas plus murder, and then we will have a whole brand new wheel um for the third year of the Spin Chagrin. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good week. Deuces.